Yo, this Cash, aka Exec Pete, one third of the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Hey, I'm flying solo this week, but never fear, we got a dope podcast set up for you guys. We have an interview with one of my longtime friends, Nashanta Davis. Hey, I've been watching her journey for quite some time, man. Sometimes you see people out there in Instagram and Facebook world and all that stuff, and you love them from afar and what they do. How can you give them their flowers while they can still smell them? This is one of the ways I want to do that for all my friends. You know, everybody may not get an interview right away, but a lot of my friends are doing dope shit. And I just want to highlight them. This one is just to have a great conversation about her journey as far as suffering from PTSD, uh, being a veteran, also starting her own business, several businesses, and just the overall hustle and the ups and downs that comes with being a creator. This is a dope pod. I encourage you guys to stick around and listen. Being the great exec I am, I didn't hit record till about three minutes into the conversation because we were just catching up and having a damn good time. So, you know, whatever. Listen, we're going to come right in on the conversation. We apologize, but look, we got over an hour content for you and you're going to love it. That means they're in here too. So, um, I just started looking through the clothes and I fell in love with vintage. I fell in love with the fact that I could go to school and not have on the cross color or the jabot and all of the stuff that everybody else was wearing, but everybody thought I was so dope and so fresh. So um, that started in the seventh grade and I've been thrifting ever since. And um, so Dope Without Labels kind of came from that because I feel like we live in a society now where people are driven by labels. They're selling their souls their bodies, uh, whatever, stealing, getting locked up all behind a label, which the designer may or may not even want our skin complexion in their labels anyway. So it, it, yeah, it just kind of came with that. It's just like letting people know, like, damn, I mean, it's cool to have labels. I'm not saying that I'm against them and I don't have them. I have, you know, most of mine are thrifted, but I do own labels. I have Louboutins and um, Louis bags and all of that, but it doesn't validate me. It doesn't make me dope. So I just really want people to know that their validation doesn't come from what they're wearing. It comes from how you're wearing it. And I'm just, I'm dope without labels. Like I don't ever have to own another label a day in my life. And I would still consider myself one of the dopest people that I know. So that's kind of where that came from. Um, my team consists of me and one assistant. So you're doing, all, I know you're sounds, doing all this with one assistant because I, I looked at I'm that, doing, uh, on that uh, website and you got a ton, a gang of things already, um, you know, on your website for sale, including, uh, you know, you said you mentioned the bags. So you, I seen you remixing a few bags that you also got from thrifting as well. And you do all that with one, one additional person. I do that with one additional person. I, um, I mean, it's a, it's a hard life, but I, I love what I do. So, um, I just have a set schedule. So two days a week are the days that I actually go out and I shoot and I film, um, YouTube content and pictures for Instagram and my blog and all of that. Um, my assistant is actually my photographer, which that's how she started. She started off as my photographer. And then she was so great at that. I was just like, look, I need you on my team. So she comes in, we print up everything and we get them shipped out. Um, 
my boyfriend is also an assistant. <laughs> he just doesn't, <laughs> I don't give him the title, but um, he has a really busy schedule too. But when he's home, if my assistant isn't here, he's my assistant. He gets in there, he gets to ship in and um, he's my male model on my website. So it just, it, it just works. And my best friend who also has her own apparel company, um, I'm lucky to have her. She does all of my designs. So um, that's my team. So before we go further, I just, uh, where can people follow you in regards to social media, uh, YouTube, and, and anywhere else as far as uh, your Dope Without Labels brand? Okay, so on Instagram, it's Dope Without Labels. The website is dopewithoutlabels.com. Facebook is Dope Without Labels. Um, as far as my styling, personal shopping, closet organization, and all of that, it's styleishe.com. Instagram is Miss Style Is She. YouTube is Style Is She. So that's that's simple enough. So you you touched on something uh, I wanted to get into in regards to something I struggle with right now with with things that we're starting okay. up as far as podcasting, DJing, and all these different ventures that I'm getting into later on in life and i'm sure you kind of like a well-oiled machine but like you said it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and you're also doing it with one person and also your boyfriend so how do you maintain that that a healthy work-life balance with all the things that you have going on because you probably named maybe i don't know five different things if i'm counting off the top of my head but i'm sure you're into other little niche things within those different areas which probably can you know multiply out to 25 different things so how do you do it um, okay. So <laughs> God, I'm gonna say God first because I mean you you're are you still in or did you separate or retire? No, I'm I'm still in. Uh you know, I got about well I'm closing in on nineteen years. So I mean the demands oh. raise as you, you know, go up in the ranks, of course. So that that's right. really what I'm asking because it's it's difficult. Okay. So I asked that because I mean I know that you've been on deployments and I know that you know what your body and your mind and all of that goes through when you're on a deployment. And you know, just like I know that once you came back, you weren't the same. So there are things that I suffer with from um, having been in those deployed locations that it really makes everything I do a fight, um, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I do suffer from PTSD. I suffer from anxiety. And I suffer from depression, um, which makes everything hard. It makes it hard just to get out the bed in the morning. So, which is why I always credit everything I do first to God. Um, how do I find work-life balance? Um, if I'm being completely honest, I don't have a great grasp on it. Um, but I have an amazing partner and I think that's what makes it work. Right. Um, I was married before and um, that didn't work out because, I mean, it just didn't work out. And a part of that was because I got to a place where I started going very, very hard in my business. Um, but my partner now, he just gets it. And he has a kind of hectic work schedule too. I try really hard to have a schedule. Like I said, on, on these days, I want to shoot. On these days are the days I try to stay in and answer emails. On these days are the days I want to ship out orders. So um, 
I know he probably doesn't think it's very romantic, but it's so sexy when he's helping me <laughs> um, get orders out. And like the other day I had three days of personal shopping and then a photo shoot with a hair company that had me on set. Well, they wanted me, they hired me to style and to cater. So I was up all night um, cooking and getting everything together. And then I had to wake up that morning, cook, get to set, worked all day on set for about nine or 10 hours, left there, grocery shop, came home because I had to cater the next day. And he had a 12 hour shift um, and he still came home and helped me for seven hours in the kitchen. Um, So that's just, that's just some days he just makes me cut off. Um, Some days I realize on my own that I've been going too hard and I need to cut off. Um, And then we just try to schedule date nights and, you know, Okay. So that, I mean, it works for me because I have an older son. Like my son will be 20 next month. And that's crazy. And that's crazy because the last time I saw you in the flesh was when he was a, he probably not was a baby, but I'd probably say, what was it? I I left uh, Illinois. So we brought St. Louis. So that was about uh, about 04 is when I got there and I left about 09. And when did you get out of the military? I forget the year. Um, I left, I left in 08. So, yeah, so that so, had yeah. been the last time <laughs> I saw you. So, and he was what, yeah. at what age at that time? So, wow, that's crazy. I, he I, was, yeah, he was what, nine or 10 at that time? Right. And then I, he's actually know, in the Air Force now. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's crazy. I would ask where he's stationed, but I ain't trying to do all that, put his business out there. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, damn, it's been that, that long and, and you've done so, so much. Um, but back to the boyfriend helping out, because I got to give him his flowers while he can smell them. Um, you know, that's yeah. such a critical <laughs> that's such a critical part of um, what I'm finding out. This is as being as being a creative, because I can tell you um, there's been certain times in my professional work life where I've gone to, you know, where I'm looking at things and I'm like, hey, I need to go harder at work or I need to go harder at school. And those have been my main things for quite some time. But. Since I, since I finished school and everything like that, I've been kind of diving back into my passions, you know, and that's the hard part. Like I literally, before I came up here, just had a spat about, you know, hey, hey, I got this interview. You know, I got to put one of the kids in the tub. Can you put the other kid in the tub? And you know what I mean? I knew that was my job to do. But at the same time, you know, things kind of ran behind. And, you know, with my wife saying, all right, it's OK, go ahead, go take care of that and not putting any extra pressure on me you know, to perform at home when she knows I'm passionate about mm-hmm. that, that is, that's big because, you know, without it, you go into, you know, your passions in the wrong headspace. It seems like to me. So, I mean, no, I, I 100%, I 100% agree with you. It takes, it takes a special kind of person to be with the creative and sometimes two creatives work. Um, sometimes a creative and a non-creative work. The, the crazy thing is um, he he just he just gets it like I don't even sometimes I don't even process and think about what I'm doing like Christmas morning I woke up said my prayers and went about my day like it was a regular day and I was working in my office and he's just like are you serious it's Christmas and I had I mean I knew it was Christmas but in my mind it's just like hey I still got deadlines and I have goals and I have things that I want to do but I knew in that moment because he doesn't say much 
I knew in that moment, like, okay, sis, you're doing the most. But I still sent some emails, though. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. And yeah. then I cut off. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the same thing. Uh, you know, with my, my wife, it's like sometimes I'm on the phone. And, you know, like I said, this is new. We've been doing this podcast for, damn, it's not close to a year, but about eight, nine months now. So, you know, this has probably been something that's been running longer, truthfully, than I thought it would. Uh, you know, with when you start out with something with friends, you never know how that's, that's going to end up. But most of the time it looks like I'm right. on my phone playing around, but I'm on my phone doing research. I'm on YouTube on how to edit better. I'm on, or I'm over here trying to figure out the next piece of gear that'll make, you know, our lives easier or, you know, just upgrading or learning whatever I can, you know what I mean? And sometimes my attention is completely, you know, off of my family. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I need to do better, but you know, but as a creative, sometimes your mind never shuts off. And I, I don't ever remember that happening to me in my professional life. Like, what can you tell like creatives? Yeah, that's not really your passion. Like that's, that's a job. Like, let's just be honest. Like there's not many people who love the military like that. Like you get in, you get accustomed to the lifestyle, you get accustomed to the first and the 15, you get accustomed to the medical and the dental. And the next thing you know, it's, it's 10, 15, 20 years down the line. And you're just like, oh shit. You know, oh, can I curse? I'm sorry. No, you can't. You can't. We curse all the time. We curse all the time. But like, oh, okay. you're absolutely right. Okay. It's like, and for the simple fact that, um, you know, I love aspects of it, but it, you know, not, not like what I'm doing now. Not like when I used to, uh, be a rapper, which most people don't know about, but you know what I mean? I, that's when I felt the most alive. And then I, I can't go up, you know, go to sleep. My head never shuts off. I'm always thinking, I used to always be thinking about the next rapper. Now I'm thinking about the next thing I can practice on, you know, to, to be as good as I can be, you know, when I get out there in front of people or when I present myself and, you know, I don't think people understand how right. difficult that is and how, you know, you know, I'm serious about my shit. So anytime I put myself out there, whether it's a picture, whether it's a post, I'm, I put a lot of thought into it, you know, whether people know that or not. So it, it's kind of hard for when a person doesn't understand or doesn't get all the behind the scenes work that you're doing for your business. I, I think the people like you'll learn as you transition out of the military and transition into this, this creative space, you're going to learn that the people you surround yourself with at this point is going to be critical um, because there's going to be times that you have to say no to birthday parties and Christmas gatherings. There's going to be times, like you said, you're, you're going to have to ask your wife, Hey, like I have to do X, Y, Z. Can you hold it down? Um, so the, the key to that is one, having people that understand and respect what you do and also having people that do what you do. They may not have to be, um, a, have a podcast or be a DJ or things like that, but they have to understand what creatives encounter and endure. And it, it's not easy. Um, I swear, like waking up, going to PT, going to work and coming home. I thought that was hard back then. But waking up, going to the gym, coming home, printing orders, shipping orders, sending emails, meeting with clients, personal, like my days, they just run together. But I love it. So I don't necessarily complain. Um, but yeah, you, you'll, you'll have to be able to surround yourself with people who just get it. All right. So like without getting into it, because um, I know a lot of people don't like to talk about it, PTSD and anxiety. I wanted to double back to that. 
and just say, how do, how do you deal with that when you are as visible as you are because you, you have a business, so you have to be out front and represent your business and you know, your majority of what you do as far as the, from the modeling aspect, from the shoots that you set up to, you know, like you name it, you do it. So how do, how do you, how do you cope with your PTSD and anxiety when it comes to your business? I think that that's why I do like the shoots and the things that don't make me have to interact so much with people, I think works best for me. Um, And also I've learned because I didn't get it at first, but I've learned that there's going to be times where I just don't want to talk. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to answer my phone. I don't want to text. And I allow myself that because I've been through things that other people don't understand. Um, so there was once a time where I would force myself to do these things and it, I would be breaking mentally and people don't understand. Like a lot of people don't understand what, uh, m- what mental health is and what, uh, PTSD and depression does to a person. And, um, I was just forcing myself, forcing myself. And now I don't. I don't force myself to do uh, a lot of things that I don't want to do unless it's concerning work. Um, But um, I just try to stay away from things that cause me more grief and anxiety. Um, Like I take social media breaks um, sometimes. Sometimes you'll see me recycle old pictures because, hey, I just didn't have it in me to get up and put on clothes and get dressed. So um, I'm learning that just me dealing with the emotions instead of forcing them works best and then medication works best and therapy. Like a lot of people don't believe in therapy, but therapy is the shit, man. (laughs) Like it really and truly is talking to your friends and talking to your family is cool, but talking to somebody who is unbiased and a professional at what they do is priceless. I've been trying to get to it. You know, eventually I, I will, you know what I mean? But there, there's things I just want to talk. You know, sometimes I just want to talk. It's not even about if you have PTSD or anxiety. Sometimes it's just good to talk to the outside party, um, like you mentioned. But, you know, as far as pushing through and, and caring about every little thing, as far as whatever I'm doing in my space, I'm, I said in 2020, I'm going to practice the art of fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be a perfectionist. I'm not going to. Yes. I'm not going to be hard on myself if I didn't take the the right picture from the perfect angle or if the video doesn't look good for whoever is viewing it, like I'm just going to do it and, and, you know, move on instead of, you know, just agonizing over perfection when it doesn't really exist. You know what I mean? So, you know, I wanted to ask you that because I, I found it strange, not strange, but almost like I was like, wow, you, you suffer from that. And as much as you do. So, but it does make sense the the behind the scenes things because I think that's more of my lane as well. So that makes a lot of sense. But you know that that was pretty deep. I want to dive into something that I know some of our yeah, ladies listen. Double back in yeah. on the. <laughs> I had to. I had to ask that question. It was interesting uh, for me. I was gonna say no, 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 no. I was gonna say double back in on the the uh, perfectionist part. I suffer from that really, really bad, and I'm trying to learn to let that go because that has held me up on projects and things that I wanted to launch because I want everything to be perfect. I want everything. Like I will retake just an Insta story. I stress out about an Insta story because there may have been 
a piece of lint on the floor. And it's just like, oh, my God, if I post this in my stories and <laughs> it's lint the on the floor, it. people might think I'm nasty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> like that is that is my mindset. So I, I totally get what you're saying with that. Yeah, I know the feeling. I obsess about different things and, and what we do. And, you know, half the time when we finally do put it out, people are giving it great reviews. And I'm like, I'm agonizing over the fact that for 10 seconds of our video or our audio, my kid was crying in the background and like, you know, just stupid things like that. And it's like, man, people enjoy what you're doing. They're going to come to the party. If they want to buy something from dope without labels, they're going to buy it. Like half the time I look at your picture, I'm like, Oh shit, she killing it. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm looking at as a man, because of course I ain't got no style for real, for real. I, I'm still in my basics, my Tim's, my, you know, my pants and I, I just do keep it basic, but, I can see, I know style when I see it. I just know I don't have it, but you know what I mean? But to see that, you know, you obsessed, <laughs> <laughs> you obsessed over that it, it's crazy. And and who wouldn't, if they cared about their business, to be honest. So, you know, it's just in how you deal with it is yeah. really um, the main thing, but all right. So I did my research and, you know, and it's something that stuck in my memory. Um, Housewives of Atlanta. So I saw you work with one of the cast members. Yes. Uh, was it last year, year before last? Uh, I did catering for the cast okay. last year. Okay. Has that progressed into anything else? Um, not necessarily. Like I've been to events and um stuff like that, but um it 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 led into other catering gigs with other um reality shows. I will say that. But as far as like working with the staff, how I would want to, which is like styling, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, but I am grateful for where I am. Like I've been styling a lot of major um, hair company brands, uh, Dr. Miracles and African Pride and um, Curl Box, Curl Piece. So um, I just expect that 2020 will be even better than 2019. So, I mean, you have a lot of success um, as far as what you've been doing now and the successful launch of uh, your most recent uh, business venture, Dope Without Labels. So with success comes a little bit of setbacks. Um, I mean, you could describe just Dope Without Labels if you want or overall in, in some of the things that, you know, as an entrepreneur, what you have learned and, you know, any advice you can give out to any entrepreneurs or creatives out there as far as, you know, anything that you've learned along the way. Um, I know that it sounds very cliche, but consistency is key. Um, what I can say is that when I was in my marriage, I spent a lot of time being a wife and being a mom and making sure my, um, my husband's businesses thrived. And that caused me to put my businesses on the back burner. So I didn't really see the success that I wanted to see until I got really um, consistent, really focused. And I just honed in on what it was that I wanted to see um, through my brand. So consistency, um, if you're opening something like a like a, a apparel or a T-shirt shop or stuff like that, just know that you may have to send out free stuff. Just know if you want to style, you're probably going to have to style some free clients. And it doesn't mean that 
that's how your business is supposed to, because I understand that you have to make money in order to pay your bills, right? Right. But sometimes you can send that free item to the right person and it just causes your brand to explode. Like even at my level, um, with the right person, I will do a free shoot. Yeah, I have no problems you. with that. Um, even right, even I sat through some and and celebrities and people that I wanted to see in my brand. I reached out to some of them, and some of them reached back, and I sent free merch. Like, I mean, they may or may not wear it. They may or may not promote. You know, but at the end of the day, they may. So that's a chance you have to take. So um, what else advice do I have? Um, you can't listen to other people. Um, had I listened to my family, I would still be in the military. Miserable. <laughs> because they didn't think that I should get out. They felt like, um, you know, you know how older people are. You're supposed to do only a few professions. Teach, right. What they know. Teach. Work be a at the doctor. post office. Yeah. Be a doctor. Right be a doctor or a nurse, you know, or a teacher. And none of those things appealed to me. Um, so when I decided to get out, it was, you know, I had a degree, I had a bachelor's degree and um, I wanted to get out. I wanted to pursue my passions. I wanted to do what it was that I loved. And they were like, no, uh, everybody sells clothes or everybody does this and everybody does it. I wouldn't be here today had I listened to other people. So. Um, Definitely don't let anyone else derail you from your dreams. So what um, if, and just go hard, like every day. Work, wake up with a purpose, and go hard. That's, I mean, that's that's great advice. What about the non-sexy part of of the business? The uh, the I'll point out a few things. Um, just just getting started with your LLC and, and structuring, you know, your business plan if you may need a loan or. Not sure if you've done uh, the the loan part, but or or being or sending out free merch to several people, friends and family, and those folks not even promoting your brand. How how do you uh what would you say to a creative or entrepreneur? How do they get over that and and some of those those humps, the non sexy parts of okay going out? Ooh, I got it. <laughs> Let me give you this to anybody listening. This is probably going to be the realest thing I say on this whole damn podcast. Strangers are going to support you more than your friends and your family. Yes, ma'am. Period. <laughs> yes, so yo. lose the idea that I'm going to launch this. Yeah. Lose the idea that I'm going to launch this business. All of my cousins, Quita and Nene and Boom Boom are going to all buy t-shirts and wear them and post them on Instagram excuse my language, fuck that, it's not going to happen. And you're going to be extremely disappointed sitting around waiting on that shit to happen. Your friends and your families are the main ones who want free shit. They're the main <laughs> ones who expect a discount. They are the main ones who will least likely share your shit on Instagram. But baby, they will share that Beyonce uh, is, is, is um, launching an apparel with Adidas, um, they will share that DC Young Fly has launched Fuck You Mean clothing. They're going to share all of that. Yeah, they're they going to talk about it and they will even buy it. But when it comes to your shit, they're going to want it for free. 
Yeah, and I, I've I've noticed that. Trust uh, and believe. I noticed that we haven't even put our t-shirts up for our podcast online, and we have like quite a few people saying, "Hey, send me a t-shirt." Like, y'all do understand that all this costs money, and we we just start now. Like, of, you know, of course we'll send you a t-shirt, you a t-shirt, because... you support. But come on now, you know what I mean? It's just like they don't get it, or you know, you know they won't support. And I, I think I've come to the realization that you know people gonna. I can't be upset at that. You know what I mean? I, I can't, you know, initially I was like, damn it, man. Like, you know, why, why, you know, one of my boys that I talk to every single day, why isn't he sharing it? Or if he shares it, why isn't he, he sharing our podcast with context? And I got to the point where he doesn't have to do that. Nobody owes me a share. Nobody owes me shit. So as soon as I got to that point, then friends and family no longer matter. You know what I mean? It, and that's just where I'm coming from because, you know, you, you know, people support you and who, who's not going to support you. And, you know, that number is slim often at times, unfortunately. It's very unfortunate. It's, it's extremely unfortunate that the people who, you know, call you, call you family and best friend and sis and all of that, those are the ones who aren't going to support you. So that part is very unsexy. And people think that the fashion world is sexy and that it's, Every day I look like what I post on Instagram. When 90% of the time I fucking look homeless. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to be honest with you because like it's not just about me putting on makeup and putting on cute clothes. That's what you see for a moment. But people don't see that. I'm changing clothes in the back seat of my car. Right? I'm standing outside when it's like 13 degrees posing and smiling and making that shit look cute or when it's like a hundred degrees and it's sweat running down the back of your ass <laughs> but you smiling and looking cute but your makeup is running or when it's um I'm shopping for a client and I'm going through the mall like I had to just today I had the huge photo shoot with um the company Sunday People don't understand, like, I, I'm on timelines and deadlines. So yesterday, I was in a car accident. Oh, sorry to hear that. I still had feeling? to recover from that. Yeah, I'm okay. But I had to wake up this morning, and all of the clothes that I had pulled and borrowed and purchased for um, the shoot, all that shit had to go back. So you, go, you spend three days shopping. Feet hurt, all of that. And probably didn't go you, get you seen have to for think. a checkup. Like, to, you know, see about back. any second effects. You know, a, a car accident. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And yeah, then, I haven't even done that. I had time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. So it's it's not <laughs> it's out, not girl. glamorous. <laughs> it's not. I know. <laughs> it's not. It's not glamorous. There's nothing about being an entrepreneur that's glamorous 100 percent of the time. There's nothing easy about being an entrepreneur ever. Like you work longer hours, you're up longer, you're stressed more. Like it was, like I said earlier, it was way easier when I had to just wake up, go to PT, go to work and come home. I may or may not be tired. I may or may not cook some dinner and that's it. But now I have to wake up. I have to make sure. Yeah. I have to make sure that, you know, the business is running. My assistant has to get paid. She has bills. She has things that she has to do, you know? I have bills. I have things that I have to do. So it's like if I'm not making money, that's a constant worry because I have a service-based business. So if people don't shop with me, I don't make money. 
if people don't hire me to style them, I don't make money. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause I, I agonize over the hours. I stay up late and, you know, still go to sleep, you know, should not go to sleep at work, but you know, sometimes I do take that walk to the car and get me a little quick nap nap, <laughs> but you know, something got to give, but I mean, yeah, I to I totally understand when you're, you're giving your, your all to something and you know, you know, something ha has to give at, at certain times, but you know, it, it's crazy. I just, you know, the reason why we want to do this, uh, you know, this podcast or myself in particular is that I have seen the evolution, you know, of when you kind of, you first started out and you got out and you would post things from time to time and, and to now where it's just, it's consistent and, you know, and people see it all the time and your, you know, friends are sharing more, um, those, you know, friends that we have in common, you know, I'm seeing them support a lot more. And, you know, often at times is when people jump on the bandwagon and they continue to go and then whenever they come, they come right. You accept it. You know, so, you know, what would you now, say? About you just said a whole entire <laughs> word, Fred. Now, the the people wagon. will jump on the bag wagon once they see you popping. When you start up, they just like, oh, that's a cute little idea, girl. Yay. High five. Woo -woo. But let a celebrity come out and wear it or let everybody you start posting um, other people that have bought and supported now all of a sudden, oh, that's my friend. Congratulations, friend. Now yeah. they want it. Yeah, now I got a I got a good example for you. So I don't, I forget what which one of my friends was at, uh, asking about something, some subject. And I was like, yeah, we talked about that on a podcast. He was like, where y'all tackled that? I thought y'all just talked about X, Y, Z. I was like, nah, man, you know, we've evolved. You know, we we figuring it out as we go. But, you know, I think we well-rounded. We talked about that. And I said, we talked to this person about entrepreneurship because uh, he actually shared something with me on IG. So he's like, nah, nah, y'all didn't talk to her. So, you know, immediately he's like, yo, I got to listen to that episode. And I'm like, damn, dog. Like, okay, I'm glad he listened to the episode. But at the same time, it's like, why well, wasn't just listening to what we doing enough? We had to interview this person. So, you know, after I got over it and got, you know, out my feelings, I was like, well, shit. I mean, that's exactly what I want people to do is if I interview somebody worth listening to, listen to it. You know what I mean? So. But that's how I say where people will jump on yeah. the bandwagon from from time to time, even though what you're doing on your own is great. But once somebody famous promotes it or you have a famous guest, then they're going to, you know, always do that. And, you know, you kind of got to take a good, the good with the bag. Did they buy merch now as a result? Yeah. So that was what you needed. That's just kind of <laughs> you know sad, I mean? though. It, it is. It, sad. I mean, it's, to me, it's like it's like sad, I think. Like, I don't want to support you just because. A celebrity is wearing it, so now it's like, oh, look, I got the same thing that that person has. I want to support you because I want to support you. Yeah, I mean, and speaking of support, that's the very what I was getting to is that's the very reason why I wanted to do this because if I have a platform, it doesn't matter if I have a hundred listeners, a thousand, a million every week, I still want to interview my friends that are doing, you know, no pun intended, dope shit, and you know, yeah. give them their flowers while they can smell them. Because as you're doing this over the years, like you have no idea that you're inspiring other people that ultimately may want to do something like that. You know what I mean? So, you know, often at times I see what you're doing. I see the grind and, you know, being a creative now and also, you know, prior to this being in a creative space, I know how hard that is and all the behind the scenes work. So, you know, from time to time, I do want to interview friends that are doing great things and you know are progressing because we don't do that enough between each other where we say yo i see you doing dope shit let's figure out a way to make 
this work between each other with whether it's simply buying a few things and posting it or you know however we can help advance each other and you just don't see it enough i agree and but i i mean i hate to say it and i hope that i don't offend the listeners but a lot of that is our community oh yeah yeah talk about i mean you can get into it if you want i mean i i know it's just not our mentality we have the crabs in the barrel mentality by far but you know, it's just like when you see one of your mans or your people's doing dope shit. I don't know why it's so hard for you to salute them. Like, you know, what you eat don't make me shit, bro. Like, so s- simple like or simple share or a simple message saying, hey, man, I see you doing your thing. That shit goes a long way to a creative. And I don't I don't understand why sometimes that's a lot for people. It's it's a lot. I'm going to tell you something. And I actually posted about it on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Right. My um, my circle of girlfriends, everybody's an entrepreneur, right? But there's two of us in particular. There's me and there's my best friend. We both have apparel companies. She does custom apparel, and you know I do my dope without labels apparel. Okay, yeah, I, re- I think People I remember cannot this understand yeah. for the life of them. Yeah, how? And we've been questioned. I mean, uh, her mom has questioned it and like other people have questioned her and they've questioned me. They just don't understand how we could have the same sort of company and coexist. But it's like, in my mind, where the fuck is the competition? Like she has a t-shirt line. I have a t-shirt line. She has hoodies. I have hoodies. She has hats. I have hats. But the crazy thing is I'm her brand ambassador. So, like today, hey, I, hey, I got a photo shoot uh, coming up. You got something you need me to rock? All of the, you know, the ratchet t-shirts and the right, cool right. t-shirts that I'm wearing, they mostly came from her. So I'm wearing hers, mixing it with dope without labels. I'm promoting her. That's nothing but cross branding. Myself I mean, at the same time. It's simple cross branding. Is that's it? I mean, and, and what what does it what does it mean? And it's like when I decided that I wanted to. It doesn't. When I decided to launch Dope Without Labels, she did all of my designs. Like, I'm no competition for her. She's no competition for me. While we have the same things, we're in two separate lanes, and like we see, like we help each other. We pull each other up. We have weekly business meetings. We talking about how to get money and how to. I just don't understand. Why more people like that? First of all, you can't get anywhere you want to get to by yourself anyway. Right. And I think so, some I think some people, I mean, I mean, you've heard it a lot. And, you know, I listen to a lot of interviews from, you know, people in the biz, in various businesses. And, you know, but, you know, my lane is more of, uh, you know, hip hop and, and pop culture and stuff like that. And I forget who said it, but they were just really speaking on like, yo, I don't want to be the only one with money in my crew i don't want to be you know what i mean i think it was like a dame dash interview now he's crazy at times but this one i completely identify with when he was saying i want all my team to be bosses i want all my he, people he to speaks win. he speaks knowledge though right he it may not come across yeah. it comes across harsh but if you really listen to the the words and don't tune it out you know with some of the things he's saying it's absolutely correct and, and in your case or in anybody's case if your friend is doing something dope and you're doing something similar what what's what's the problem? Well, I don't understand the problem. And I think in, in our community, what it is, is like, like you said, um, you know, people have these set jobs or set things that they think about. And okay, if I have a way to advance, I'm going to advance and I'm going to make sure I get here to this level. 
then I'm going to come back and let you know. But I'm going to try this out and get so far ahead, but I'm not going to give you that bit of information. I mean, and then it's like, my thing is, if, I, if I'm a millionaire, but all of my friends make $20,000 a year and I decide I want to go travel, shit, if I want them to travel, that means I got to fund them. But if I give them the game and help them come up and support them and pour into them and have them pour into me, then we're all millionaires and we can all travel together. Yeah, I mean, like, me and my homies in the group. I, I don't, pe- yeah, me and my homies in the group chat was just talking about that. You know, funny, one of my homeboys made a joke about, you know, if you guys don't start talking about money in this group chat, I'm leaving it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just not sharing game. And, you know, I thought it was kind of funny because it was like, I don't remember how many months ago, but one of my homeboys, he said something about a, a, a savings account with a high yield interest uh, return rate of like 2.26. So, you know, if you do your math and do your numbers, you put a certain amount of money in your savings account, you know, all you got to do is sit on it. He didn't share. He shared that knowledge immediately. But a lot of people won't share knowledge. And what I'm getting at is just, you know, people sometimes are information hoarders, you know, and when when it comes to your brother or your sister helping them out, if you have the information, it costs you nothing to give it away for free. You know what I mean? And then it comes back to you as in your friendship, it seems like tenfold because what you probably don't do well in a certain instance, she does phenomenally and vice versa. Am I right about that? Now, now you're right. However, comma, let's, let's double back, right? Because some game you cannot give away for free. Like I understand not just sitting on it, but like in my case, I get so many people in my inboxes like, where can I find this? How did you start this? Da, 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 da. At some point, like I've been in the fashion industry for 10 years now, right? And I had to build contacts. I had to build a styling kit. I had to build all of these things that have brought me to this place. Now, I can't just give all of that away. You know what I'm saying? Understood, like, understood. it would be different if people came to you. Yeah, it'll be different if people came at you. Like, this, th- these people don't even know you. They have no problems not even knowing you and dropping in your inbox asking you questions. It's like, damn, do you even know how to pronounce my name correctly? <laughs> do, like, what do you what what are you offering me? Like we can't do, you can't take me to lunch. You can't pay a consultation fee, nothing. You just want me to give you the game for free. No, now that I disagree with, yeah. right? And then there's the other people who will drop in my inbox and be like, hey, I saw this dress. Can you find it for me? Hell no, that's personal <laughs> shopping. Right. what I look like? I don't even know you. You know, that is my so business. I, there, <laughs> yes. So there, there's parts of it that I agree with. Like I do agree you're not supposed to hoard knowledge and you help people, but there has to be a limit because givers have problems setting limits, but takers don't. Yeah, that, that's true indeed. You know, but I more so was speaking from the aspect of people that are close to you, you know, not people that just reaching for a handout and really don't, don't have their uh, I won't say goals aligned but like you know I, I will give game out to somebody that's looking to get ahead like I have to do that in my professional life all the time or if I see something in somebody you know I'll follow up those are the people I'm talking about people that are actually giving a shit in whatever they're doing you know what I mean I'll give them the constructive criticism or or game but 
Not not if it's my business. Not no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. But you know what I did? I, I something just I don't know. I just felt like it should be done. So at the beginning of the year, I started an engagement group on Instagram, right? Because let's just be honest, the algorithm the algorithm sucks. You oh, can't yeah, keep it's up totally with the algorithm. You yeah, you putting out this bomb ass content and you getting no likes, but you're getting uh a thousand or two thousand views on your stories. Sto- yeah, um so I yes. Yeah, so something was just like, why don't you help other people and help yourself at the same time? So I just went through and a lot of the people that I talked to on Instagram or business owners that I know of and um my friends, I just started this huge group on Instagram and I put the rules in there. This is not for you to come in and badger people and promote and promote your business. This is simply to help everybody's engagement stay up. Right. Right. So if I post something on Instagram, I go to this engagement group. I simply put at Miss Stylish. Right. Everybody in the group. They're supposed to go like and comment. And when they post, we all do the same thing. That way you're getting that engagement. You're getting your um, your content in front of people like there's tons of people who didn't know each other and now they're all following each other and it may like it warms my heart when I go to like the post and people who I know didn't know each other initially have already liked and commented with each other now. Yep. Right. And now they're forming relationships and business shit. Like so I just feel like you just have to find a way to help everybody and help yourself too. So what's the name of that engagement group? So so for you know other creators if they wanted to join it and um, what's the name of it boss up 2020 all right so y'all go follow at boss up 2020 on instagram uh if you're serious about your craft and you know get get in the room or or not a room but you know in a, in a social media space full of like-minded individuals and, and i'm going to do that as soon as i get off of this it's sorry it's for ladies i don't <laughs> sorry. care hey <laughs> They won't know. <laughs> All right, it's for ladies. So, fellas, this is this isn't for you. So, DSC podcast might still subscribe, and you know, hopefully, they don't find us out. Get our likes up. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But no, but yeah, you did speak on something. Is you know, as far as knowing your your social media landscape and and what's gonna go with that, as far as the the Instagram thing changing, you know, so. I was just kind of thinking like, hey, I got to start from the bottom and and start getting these these email addresses and, you know, curating content for just folks that actually mess with us. So if it's only 50 people, then create content for the 50 people and hopefully that grows. But, you know, I will tell anybody that's a creative is that you probably don't want to rely on Instagram, Twitter or any social media as your main focus if you can do so now, because, you know, they'll they'll change the rules on you in a heartbeat and you have to adjust. Yeah. And what if they take it down tomorrow? You know, then you've lost like me. I, I wasn't doing a good job at that initially. I was um, just solely relying on on the gram to garner business and stuff like that. But it's like over the years I had to learn that you have to the money is in the email list. The power is in the email list. Yeah. And that's this is free game because if I have what, 20 something. Oh, 22, 20, I don't know, 20K thousand followers. And 
sometimes I will post something and it may get 50 likes. Why? Because the algorithm is screwed. Like their goal is to make money. So the more they fuck with the algorithm, the more people are paying to promote their posts so that it can get seen. Right. By, by they, she so, means Instagram own, uh, owners and, and business partners. Right. So what happens if you don't have, you know, five, ten, a hundred dollars to to promote what you put out? Or what happens if you wake up in the morning and Instagram is gone? Then what? You starting your business from scratch? No, you have to operate your business outside of social media. And that is very, very important. And I think that um, a lot of people don't know where the power is. And that power is in your email list. So whatever, if it's a landing page, if it's a website, you have got very to find basic. a way to it can capture. Be, right. And it can be very, yeah. very basic. Just capture those email addresses. And, yep. you know, if you, like I said, if 50 people truly rock with you, truly listen to whatever your podcast or um, buy from you. You know, you may have to flesh that out. All right, these 50 to 100 people buy my brand consistently. Okay, I'm catered to this 50 or 100 people, and these people are going to keep my bills paid for the next year or two. You know what I mean? Exactly. With, with Let's that, just say you have, 50, you have 50 people and you're selling a $20 product to, to 50 people. You know, that's better than having a 1,000 people um, that rock with you and only five people are supporting, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so you have to cater to those who are basically catering to you. Right. And, and it's crazy because you just don't know how to, how to do that. The algorithm may say, okay, I got six likes, but by the time, you know, I put out a podcast 24 hours later, you have a hundred listens that doesn't right. correlate at all. So I know clearly something's happening either people are looking at it in their stories you know what i mean or something's happening but you know i haven't quite figured it out and i don't care to just for, for the simple fact i mean i care to because it's still a, a right, huge right, a part. part of right. of my business like it, it really and truly is um so i do i do stress about that and i stress about the times that i post and posting consistently and I will like sometimes I will take you know five or ten dollars and boost the post because I need it to be seen by more people because as an influencer um companies don't care that the algorithm is screwed um that's what they want to see so when I'm working with brands you know um different brands the first thing they want to see they want to see your media kit and they want to see what your engagement looks like on Instagram. So they'll say, hey, right. send me a screenshot of your most recent engagement. They want to see that people are saving your post and sharing your post and liking and commenting. So it's like I make sure um, not just for the brands, but also for my followers so that they know like, Hey, I'm not just one of those people who just want to post something and get from you, get likes from you, get comments from you. If you go and pay attention to my Instagram, I comment back to every single person that comments on my post. Do I want to do it? Heck no. It's time consuming and it's tedious, but I want people to know that I'm just, I'm not that girl. Like I I am, um, I'm personable. I'm down to earth. That's why you'll see like in my stories and stuff, I try to be authentic. Oh, you're, you're a thousand you percent yourself. If you look at my, just looking at my pictures, 
you probably think, oh, she's stuck up. Oh, she bougie. Oh, she this. You don't know how many times I've met, you know, people that follow me in the streets or at events. And they're like, oh, man, I used to think you were bougie or you were stuck up. Based on what? You have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Based just looking at the picture. You know, people form opinions. Right, right. So just looking at the pictures. So I make sure that I'm authentic and I, I communicate with my people and I reply to DMs most of the time. And I reply to comments. So uh, it's a it's a whole other social media is a whole other job. Oh, I I, I absolutely, you know, like I said, sometimes I throw my hands up at it. Sometimes I'm like, OK, got to go back in and learn a little bit more how to how to engage. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people you can follow on YouTube and marketers that give out free game all the time. Uh, similar to what Sean is giving out right now to you all, because, you know, if, if you base your business primarily on social media, then you got to change with the time. So yeah, you mentioned posting at certain hours of the day. Um, you know, when folks first wake up or, you know, around lunchtime when people check their phones when, you know, after working or, you know, right after work, when people are on a commute home, you know, you got to adjust your business to when people are actually viewing these things. So it's a yep. lot that goes into it and, you know, and responding and showing people that you're actually human. Like this page isn't just a bunch of posts with no content or no nothing behind it. You know what I mean? So you do have to engage in a real way and don't be right. Don't be too shy to engage and reach out and shoot your shot to people as well. You know what I mean? Cause as you mentioned earlier, sometimes people reply back and actually rock your brand, you know, and that can go a long way as well. Yep. So you gotta put yourself out there. Right. So we're going to go ahead and get you out of here. Cause I know we, we, you know, we had you a little bit over the time that we scheduled, but that's all right. I think it was good conversation. So I got one last question. Sure. What would you tell your 21 to 25 year old self, um, you know, going back then to where you're at now, as far as advice on jumping out to pursue your goals, what would you tell that person? Okay. Um, one, I would tell myself that white eyeshadow was terrible <laughs> because it absolutely was. <laughs> um, I would tell myself to be fearless. I operated, um, out of fear for many years, fear of rejection, um, fear of failure, just overall fear. I would definitely tell myself to stop operating out of fear and just do it. Um, I would tell myself to fuck what people think. I feel like I spent too many years being consumed with what people may think or would think or um, how I would be perceived if I said this or if I dressed this way or if I wore that. Um, so that is a big thing for me, um, just coming to a place of fuck it. Um, I w I've said this so many times, like I actually did not experience style, uh, freedom, uh, my fashion freedom. And I just feel like once I said, fuck it, my style has flourished. Um, because I genuinely get dressed and don't give a shit <laughs> whether people like it or not. Um, and I would also tell myself to choose me. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, choosing others um, and putting myself on the back burner. 
And um, I don't do that anymore. And self-care. That's the last thing. I'm still working on that. I have not perfected self-care. I will run myself into the ground working. But I do know um, now when to at least cut off. Like when my body has had enough, I know when to just be like, okay, well, you know, I'm, like yesterday, I, I was kind of beating myself up about there's what I have work to do. I need to get this done and get this done. And I had to look at myself and be like, since you was just in a whole car accident, if you don't eat this soup and take your ass to yeah, sleep. Yeah, I was about to mention so that that's what, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I did. So yeah, self-care. Those are the things that I would tell my 21-year-old self. All right. Well, yep. well, thank you again. Um, before we get out of here, um, on behalf of myself and the rest of my uh, my crew here on the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, we thank you for taking the time to sit with us um, and chat about your journey and, and the things that you're into. But before I let you go, can you plug every last thing that you're into where people can follow you? Uh, um, also, the, the uh, other not site, but the other um, group that you started. Dope without labels and so on and so forth. So just want to give that the people that one more time before we go. Okay. Before I do that, I want to tell you that I'm extremely proud of you. Um, don't sleep on the couch is going to be major. I have done several uh, radio interviews, podcast interviews, all of that. And I feel like this was hands down one of the best um, conversations. It was well thought out. Um, I like the way you operated and sent the questions in advance. So I'm very proud of you and um, proud of your journey. So big ups to you on that. Um, for me, Dope Without Labels, everything. Facebook, website, Instagram is Dope Without Labels. The website is dopewithoutlabels.com because you don't need labels to be dope. You just don't. And um, for my styling and closet organizations, all of that. And if you are out of the country, if you are out of the state of Atlanta, it does not matter. Um, I work with clients um, virtually. So I do virtual styling and I also have programs where I actually teach you about fashion and I teach you what works with your body type, what works with your skin complexion. Um, I have courses, style development courses is one of them. So um, you can find all the information on that at styleisshe.com. Um, Instagram is Miss Style Is She, and Facebook and YouTube are Style Is She. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. Like I said, this woman has many hats, chef, fashion therapist, mom, clothing label owner, uh, thrifter, Air Force veteran, and like I said, people all around, dope person. Sean, we appreciate you. And, and, and you know that's it we out